Hello and welcome to Flippin' and Mashin', a podcast about pinball, arcade, video game. Pinball. All pinball? All pinball. Yeah, that's what it seems like. <laughs> Especially this episode. <laughs> wah, wah. This is Parnell and with me is... Ryan. Ryan. There's been some things that have happened. We're really bad at recording. Uh, well... I think we've kind of been waiting for a moment for the dust to settle, but it just hasn't fucking settled. Uh, there's been some things, yes, and there's been some trouble, a uh, trouble, a brewing, <laughs> trouble, in big the Tanner big, basement, big trouble, little China, <laughs> yeah, big trouble, little Tanner basement. <laughs> uh, also, it seems like we're on week thirty of uh, daycare colds running around my house, so it's been yeah. interesting. That's not good. Uh, no. I think you could tell I was congested the last episode. I'm, I'm definitely on the mend. But now the next person's sick, so yay. Yep. What are you drinking, Ryan? Uh, I mean, obviously a Lagunitas hot coffee refresher. <laughs> what are you drinking? Uh, chilled to uh, 37 degrees. Oh boy, so my my beverage fridge came in for my dry bar, and after weeks of research, I found this beverage fridge that would go colder than every other beverage fridge. So this one goes down to 34 degrees, so to, uh, I don't know, for its first inaugural night of cooling, I went to the liquor store and... Uh, uh, I'll fully admit, my buddy, who I play Call of Duty with, got me on the, some White Claws. Um, and so I went to the liquor store and I picked up um, the Surly Brewing Fruit fruit Variety Pack beer. And I was like, well, might as well get some White Claws just to have as my uh, healthy drink of choice. Yep. <laughs> and they had a new pack, a new new variety pack and i was like ah let's try this out so i get to the counter and the the girl checking me out for money not well that sounds bad too the girl at the checkout counter (laughs) uh freaked out and she was like oh my god this is it i didn't know it was in and uh sorry if that spiked zach uh so what I didn't know is there was this new white cloud and I looked at her and I'm like, what's the difference? And she said, Oh, it's 8%. I was like, Holy shit. I do not need 8%, but I bought it because you know, once you're at the counter, there's no turnaround. Cause oh, so I'll turn around. I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I had some regrets in my mind, but I was committed. And so I, I have purchased 8% white claws and i was like joking to her that my bar owner buddy had been saying that they should make half like you know one and a half or whatever three percent because then you could drink more than a one and not get all smashed so she she took a i don't know a snap or insta of my box of white claw surge and sent it to her roommate and they were gonna party that night i guess Mm. yeah i heard the surges are awful so thank god 
So I have a white claw surge, blood orange. Cannot wait to try it. You're gonna hate it. <clears throat> oh, that's strong. Yeah. Oh my god, it's like being in college again. Oh, this will be a fun, <clears throat> fun evening. Yeah. You were saying you didn't have time. I think you're gonna have all the time in the world now, uh, buddy. Maybe you'll get my <laughs> real thoughts. Those, drinking those eight uh, percent white claws oh. over there. You're gonna be getting white girl trash. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it is so strong it's literally like they just put more vodka and they're just like bah, yeah. whatever here's some titos so oh boy we got a list of shit we got to get through on today's podcast so you came to my basement um i missed out on probably five of your games but i was able to play the current lineup as of before halloween correct which is changing again, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you came to my basement and you got to play Elvira. House which, of Horrors. Yep. And I can't remember if we talked about this on the last episode because shit's been popping off that much. But Ghostbusters is gone. My pro. I uh, had an offer come up that was just too good to pass up on. So I sold Ghostbusters, my Ghostbusters Pro, bought a Elvira Premium, and um, Elvira Premium House of Horrors, and uh, that's in the basement right now, along with uh, Godzilla Pro, that finally got into the basement and replaced Turtles, that hole has been filled finally, that's what she said, uh, my Star Trek Next Gen, I think we talked about on the last episode, mm-hmm. but that is gone and it has been replaced by an Avengers pro. And then uh, you also got to play my Star Trek pro, which I mean, you kind of already knew what Star Trek was about, but uh, you got to see my, my essentially like time capsule Star Trek pro, which I mean, I, you know, I don't know, not to toot my own horn too much, but it's pretty fucking gorgeous. I forgot what the reds DMD screen looks like. Yeah. And it reminded me (laughs) (laughs) that you need color DMDs. (laughs) Yep. I do for that game. It, uh, the newer LCD stuff is super spoiling. Like if you, your lineup as we were working down, because I kind of forgot to get Star Trek pro because it's hidden. It's just LCD screen after LCD screen. And then you get to that game and it's like, Oh God, this game is like from the sixties. Okay, well, you know, Ghostbusters didn't have a color DMD either, though. Yeah, but mine did, so I knew what it was like. And I never played your Ghostbusters, honestly. I think I maybe played it once the entire time. Well, you played it once, yeah. That's it. All right, so let's go over, we'll do the quick one first. Star Trek Pro, what'd you think of it? I mean, it's a Star Trek Pro, it's super smooth. It looks very shiny. It's very low plays. Yeah. Um, I got further than I've gotten in the game before. Um, I haven't played one since I was more new to the hobby. And my playstyle is the same of just flipping dumb stuff. But now I'm a little bit better. And so I did get pretty far into it. I forgot if I put my name on it, but on at least something. Um, uh, you didn't. I don't think you did on Star Trek, but you did mm. on some of my other games. Um, It shoots great, though. I mean, it, it's a great shooter. I right? forgot how freaking hard it is to get uh, into the left buck or whatever yeah. you call it, the scoop. 
It is. The scoop's easier to get into than underneath the right upper flipper, though. Oh my god, that shot! So back when I was new, I mean, it was pretty much like Metallica, just bash Vengeance and just get multi-ball, right? Yeah. And that was my fun. Yeah. And and so now knowing more about the game and actually starting a mode, knowing what to do, like hitting the the, the flashing shots. Then completing it and going to the next, it was a lot more enjoyable. And you can yeah. tell that game is, there's a lot to, to get through. Yeah, well, you only got through the first level of each one too, right? So yeah. each one of those like different missions, there's three mm-hmm. different levels to them. So, I mean, the game's super deep. I love when you start getting stuff rolling. It's not as exciting as like Metallica, you know, when you start like really kind of popping off, I guess would be the correct term. But uh, yeah, I, I do really like starting a mode and then like pulling a multi-ball into it and just like comboing the shit out of it. It's just, it's a ton of fun. What was that thing though? Like um, you did it when I was standing next to you. There was like three modes done in a row and then you were able to start something big. Yeah. So it actually talks about it a little bit, I think on the play field. It does. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you get three in a row... There's super pops, super ramps, and I can't remember what the third one is. I want to say it's super spinner or super orbit, but I'm not 100%. I I think that's how it works. But yeah, depending upon which one you have lit first, it will start like a, I don't want to call it a mode, but there'll be a certain amount of like allocation for points you can then, you know, attempt to score. So I think... When you start super pops, any orbit shot will get stopped and it'll fall into the pops and, uh, you know, you'll start racking up points. But there's there's some pretty decent points in uh, super ramps, especially if you can combo them like there's some good points in super ramps because uh, in Star Trek, uh, if you make a shot as a combo, it's extra. I don't think it's double points, but it's like one and a half times. So, I mean, it's pretty lucrative when you're trying to make shots, even in modes, to, like, backhand a ramp and then shoot the other shot, even if the ramp isn't lit, uh, towards mode progression. Because then I think the total points earned when you get into the main multi-ball or when you get to the first level wizard, um, the depending upon how well you scored in each one of those modes depends how good each one of the corresponding shots in the game score when you're in that wizard mode. <laughs> uh, that's the kind of stuff that I just can't comprehend yet. Yeah, I know. Uh, oh, also, listeners, um, we actually got some more feedback from uh, one of our longtime listeners, it sounds like. And uh, we're kind of rushed on time because apparently one of Parnell's children broke out of his house this <laughs> evening and they had to call a statewide manhunt and eventually they were found and they're back home safe. And, you know, none of that actually happened, but uh, we're recording later than normal. So we don't have the same amount of time as we normally would. So next episode is going to be dedicated solely to the uh, questions and the topics that were brought up from the feedback. So listeners, this is your chance. Continue to send us in feedback and we will talk about it. We'd love to talk about whatever you want us to talk about. So uh, shameless plug, but uh, yeah. So you like Star Trek though, right? Parnell. You, you I always it. like Star Trek. I think it's a, um, I enjoy the theme. I, mm-hmm. 
it's based oh, yeah, off the, the movie is it a trilogy or four uh, no, so the, I think it only included the first two movies. No, the third one. Yeah, yeah but like, yet, but it is a trilogy. It's a trilogy. Um, I enjoy that movie series with the the newer Star Trek, and so I like it. The call it like a what is his name? Carl the Doctor. Urban. He he did a great call out pack. Uh, that was a code update, it, and that had lit the pinball community on fire when that came out yeah well and Um, let me ask you real quick before we move on to the next game would you keep if you had a star trek pro especially let's just use example the one i have would that be a forever pin for you do you think no okay um i mean (laughs) i thought ghostbusters would be a forever pin thought lord of the rings would be like tron they've all been at one point, when I first got them, I thought that they'd be forever pins. But after playing some different games, Star Trek feels old. Not okay. as in boring old. It just feels like an older game, which it is. It's a mid-2000s stern. Right. Um, and after we talk about these other games, uh, it makes a little more sense. It And, and it also depends, though, because my game room has had to shrink and so i kind of have uh yeah, you gotta be pickier i have definitely have to be pickier and you have like a little bit more space yeah and you're a little bit more flexible on your spending a tiny bit so it's it's different like if i would never have gotten rid of my games if i didn't have to <laughs> i would have kept them forever but well said, every person ever, right? Yeah, exactly. Like when you start, like, when you when you want to get new games and you don't have the uh, fuck you money that some people uh, have, you start had to you start to have to make uh, <laughs> decisions, you know, decisions and and compromises and like, okay, well, if I really want this game bad enough, then something or some things need to leave the basement for that to like happen. Mm-hmm. So. Um. Is it a good game? Yeah, flows great. It's a great game to own for a, a while to really dig into it for you, especially. But I don't think I would keep it forever. Okay. So, do we want to start off then with um, the the worst game out of the the bunch, or do we just do we go down the line? La- do we just last? go down it? Uh, we can go down the line the opposite way, which would then be oh Godzilla. Yeah. No, okay. no, the opposite way. Oh, 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 okay, so we're going right to the worst. <laughs> no, 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 the opposite from P3 back. Uh, okay, <laughs> gotcha. Okay, so I've never played Sorcerer's Apprentice, a.k.a. Ryan making fun of you. Yes. <laughs> Just wait, because the new update, I'm going to be making fun of you even more. Oh, great. Uh, so I've never played this game. I have only seen streams. I got to play it. And holy moly, this game is hard. <laughs> It feels uh, like an RPG, similar to, uh, I guess, Quest for Glory is more of a point and click. Um, and Ryan doesn't use save states, I guess, but I would, because uh, this was a fun game on being able to p- pick where you go. There's, I think you said there's four areas, right? Or there's three, but one is the well. There's yeah. There's mode. There, no, okay. So then it'd be five. But there, okay, so there's four. four. 
the bazaar, the dunes, the market, and the workshop. And those four have... There's only three magic spells, though, right? Well, and then shield. Oh, okay. So, okay. So there's four. Yep. There's four skills slash magics you can get. But you can kind of pick where you go, and then you you collect, or you have to, like, there's, like, a mode you have to, you know, get your skill. And you can find keys and open chests in different areas. It's really sweet. And it was fun doing the, um, I don't remember the area, but the one where you get the fire spell. Is that the workshop? Yes, the workshop has the fireball spell. And so, like, everything goes dark, and each completed shot, like, uh, lights that path. And the the ramps are also sort of on fire in that kind of uh, the entire mode. And then you collect the fire and then you have to... What do you do? You like Do you battle with using it? Like you're kind of practicing using your fire spell? Is that how that kind of goes? What? So, yeah, you're, you're lighting the path to find where it is. Then yeah, no. You so you, it. you collect it, then you like yeah. use it, right? <laughs> then, like there's, you... then there's a ward. That you have to destroy using the spell you just learned. Yeah. Okay. And then there's like the ramps are like on fire, and it's it's a pretty cool light show. It's probably my favorite light show in pinball, honestly. It's um, like it's... the game as a whole, because my god, did they do a great job with the LEDs? Yeah. Oh yeah, because uh, they're all addressable RGB. So I remember, I don't remember if it was in track mode or you were doing something. The ramps are. Were, were kind of a purple green, but then they were flickering specific LEDs in it. It was pretty neat looking. So I didn't get very far. <laughs> I Maybe one time I got two. You got almost three. Yeah, I... And, well, no. I, yes, I had almost collected three. I went to the workshop second level, which was, I think... Or no, I can't remember which location I was at, but it was the ice and lightning, I think were the two that I had to do. So I had to use the lightning to melt ice and then put out the fires with the ice spell. Uh, I did not complete that mode though, but that was an attempt to get a key, like a whole other thing. So after each one of these areas that you learn a spell at, you can actually get greedy and go after other very useful things on your journey to attempting to defeat me, the uh, sorcerer. <laughs> so, so this is the perfect game for me that I would focus on collecting a spell, make a save state, <laughs> go to the next spell, make a next save state. And I would keep doing this until I had all the spells and I'd go back and get the keys. <laughs> uh, so that I could actually beat a game. And it's, uh, I wouldn't say choose your own adventure, but you can pick what you do when you want to do it. So that's pretty sweet, because you can always collect something and then go to the next area and go back. Yep. No, absolutely. Um, so I, I'm i excited, because now Cosmic Cart, the playfield, has another big game for it. So it has the two Cosmic Cart games, Ranger in the Ruins, and Sorcerer's Apprentice. So that's a pretty big chunk of game there for the price. I mean, that's probably one of the best deals in pinball, honestly. 
I mean, I'm biased, of course, because I did the voice work on Sorcerer's Apprentice, but uh... I mean, it's <laughs> four games for under 3,500. It's four games for like under 3,200. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right, because Ranger and Ruins is cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's only like 150. That's a... That's Plus a you get online. Plus you right. get online. And yep. um, ooh. It's making me want to, you know, sell some kidneys to squeak in that money to snag that play field. Well, all right. So, Sorcerer's Apprentice. Oh, go ahead. And I did play the rocks. You did. And that is like asteroids uh, with a ball that rolls over. And it's pretty fun. Um, I got to, I forgot what level I got to. It was like 7 or 11. And then it got stupid hard. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. stupid hard like the first level is like oh, this is so simple <laughs> yeah that game will beat you uh the moment you start like being like man this game's really easy all of a sudden it's like oh okay i gotcha hold on <laughs> yeah and then you said well what's fun is to let the rocks like smash your flipper shields and then you like legit only have power levels so if they keep hitting you your power level will decrease from 100 down and that actually affects the strength of the flipper itself. So, like, if you're at 50% flipper power, you're at literally 50% flipper power. And so some you had said at some point your flippers can't even make the shots. Yeah, I think it's like 15%. You literally Ooh. can't get the ball from the flipper to the scoop wall. Like, it, it physically can't get up there. And when it gets down to five, you're essentially just, like, post-passing it. But without the post, or uh, I, I guess like a, it's almost like a tap pass. <laughs> like the flipper has no power. You're just flipping it over to the other flipper that has power still. So yeah, so that's pretty unique. I, I only got one or two games on it, so I didn't really get to get far in it. But well, like tonight, we had a, a limited timetable to that's be able true. to do everything. So that was exciting. Mm-hmm. And then we moved down. Uh, I, played, I played TNA again. Of course you did. Gosh darn. That game, you just cannot stop pressing the start button. Um, Oh, I got the uh, the shooter rod mod. For what? TNA. What? Remember how like you had, I think, found on Pinside? This is like a while ago. You had found a guy that was selling yes. a D1 shooter rod power meter mod. Uh-huh. Well, I, when I had reached out to him, he said, yeah, some guy in Australia bought it. Uh, uh-huh. So he hit me up the other day and he's like, hey, uh, Australia wouldn't take the package. They denied it at the border due to COVID. What? Uh, he was like, so the guy backed out because uh, he didn't know. We don't know how long it'll be before the border opens back up. Yeah. Uh, you want it still. And I was like, fuck, yeah, I do. So that's in the mail. Holy smokes. This is news to me. You never told me that. I forgot it. It just happened so like sporadically uh, yesterday that I had, it had just slipped my mind. I, I was like in shock myself. Cause I was like, Holy shit. I tried buying this from this guy off Pinside like months ago, three or four months ago. So it was pretty incredible. I thought, but yeah, got that on order too, buddy. I, have ordered a bunch of TNA parts. Yes, you have. In preparation for in 20 years from now when I buy my own TNA. 
Yes, for thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> uh yeah, I bought a bunch of mods and they're the kind that I'm pretty sure when they run out, they're gonna be out. So I just snagged them. Um, I can honestly just... ask that person uh on the phone tomorrow when I probably talk with them. Oh. Look at you. Because it's from the same person. <laughs> so I'm gonna throw them in the closet. But I did get some mods. Um, What'd you get? Ugh, good. I got the backlit side armor, or whatever you call that. The, the rails. I got yep, the EL paper. I got the hinges, the sidelit spooky hinges. Oh, yeah, yeah. A ceramic ball. Yes, Powerball is a must on TNA, I think. Yeah, uh, you have well, <clears throat> I've played it a couple times now, and it is... Uh, it's challenging, but it's fun challenging. And the ceramic ball, I can always throw in one of my other games and have it for like fun league night or whatever. Right. So I'll, I'll use that in the meantime. But then, um, the heck else did I get? The pop bumper cap. Yep. The, the reactor pop bumper cap. And was that it? I'll get the plastic set, the fluorescent plastic set too. Yep. And that's then, it. Potentially, I'll have to order all the uh, the parts to do the RGB drops, but I think that those are all kind of generic. They are. They're just very specific. So those will probably be around for a while, so I don't know if I'll order those yet. Yeah, I mean, they're just uh, not IDE cables, but they're just cables of certain lengths, specific length screws, uh, some LED boards that are RGB, and the drops themselves and another like part or two, but that's more or less it. Yeah. The sad part is the guy who made that mod that you just purchased has kind of fallen off the face of the planet. Yep. I have to get reflective tape. Mm. And, um, cause he had, he had talked about working on another mod. Yeah. Version two. Uh, well under the fan, he was going to do a circle spinner thing. Mm hmm. Uh, under the plastic, and I don't know. I mean, if he has kids, I totally understand it because uh, it gets really busy, and it gets a little wild. But I don't know. I'm just ramping up, ramping up in case I get one because I really like it. I want to get another piece of plastic and actually put a fan in there that kicks on when you're um, when the reactor is like trying to be overloaded. Or maybe, no, maybe it'd run normally, and then when you're trying to overload it, it would kick off. But I want to get, like, a small, like, computer fan and actually, like, cut out the art fan, stick one in there. I think that could be cool. Look at you, Mr. Dude. Mr. Mod Man. Giving away a free mod to somebody if they're ingenious enough to pull it off. I I expect one for free, though, if you do. (laughs) I think that should go without saying, but yeah. All right, so you played and then, TNA. Yeah, and I, I love that game. And then uh, Rick and Morty, and you had put some stuff on since, like the backlit art rail armor, and that game is such backlit a hinges. Kicker. Oh, you had adjusted the yep. Uh, what do you call those things? Those orbit. Yep, rails. the orbit and the garage shots. Yep. However, for me, I couldn't hit anything. But I still, my gosh, even if you brick every single shot, the callouts have to make you laugh. 
have to. That is stupid funny. Yeah, I, I absolutely love that game. It's like, oh, I love it so much. <laughs> so funny. I had just started having Rick and Morty on while I work. Just because it's like, I've, I've seen it, so I don't have to like watch it. I just get to listen to them. And a couple of those clips were from episodes I, wa- or I watched. And it's just hilarious. And then, uh, what's next? Avengers? Yep. I only had 1.3 games on one at your wedding. Right. And so I really didn't really know what the heck was going on. But you also... Uh, I you. Yeah, so <laughs> pre, pre-playing it, it just seemed stupid confusing. And the layout was whatever. And I really didn't care about the game. Like, I had no skin in the game. I didn't care. I didn't, like... Like, I'm not obsessed with the Avengers. The the arts, whatever, they don't have, you know, specific uh, voice work. So it's like, you know, I'm not going to buy one, so whatever. I didn't care. And then the one we played on route was, you know, I didn't really know what I was doing and didn't have enough time to get anything going. But then when when you told me what to do, man, that game has some freaking crazy flow. Yes, it does. The Iron Man tower shot is a pain in the butt skis to hit, but man, you are right. It does feel so good when you hit it and the ball magnets up there and sticks. It's like, damn. Yeah, that feels good. It's like a thunk. Yep. Uh, it was that Keith's uh, copyrighted term, kinetic satisfaction. <laughs> yeah, that was very satisfying. It doesn't happen a lot, but like when it does, you know, it's nice. Yeah, I, I really love Avengers. I love the flow. I love how the shots are just so unique and different from a lot of what else that we had seen previously. And I like the rules because they're they're deep, but they're not they're not like drowned yourself deep and they aren't just like hurry ups like The Simpsons and Wizard of Oz. Like a well, lot too- of it is is like pretty straightforward. Because I started explaining well, the rules as you played, right? I mean, and okay. I thought you kind of understood it. Yeah. So without without that, I thought it was I thought it was overly complicated. It seemed overly complicated, and I didn't care. But when you broke it down, then it was like, oh, well, this isn't all that bad, and like it makes a lot more sense. But if I would just be playing this on route, I don't know if I would have picked up on a lot of that stuff because some of the mode. Like, I didn't know you had to hit the spinner to, like, generate a bunch of stuff to get the mode ready. Or oh, whatever. The, the center Doctor Strange. Yeah, like, that, that didn't make sense to me. I didn't know how to do that. I think the game does do a call-out where it's like, shoot the Doctor Strange disc portal to oh. light uh, a mode or something like that. It does do the call-out. I don't you remember hearing it, you, you don't but... It. Oh, okay. But, uh, once you broke it down... Everything started being like, oh, okay, I just do this. And then when I did get a gem, you had explained like, hey, you know, you you hit the middle ramp and then you hit the next shot as one of the, you or whatever shots, and you put that gem shot there, and then hitting that shot does X Y Z. Right. So I remember the putting the time gem on the main ramp in the middle because you hit that a lot so that you can always keep adding time to all your stuff. And I was like, oh, that totally makes sense. Yep. So I had a, I had a really fun time. I liked the game a lot more than I thought I was going to like it. I really liked the game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
See, and, and that's exactly kind of how my thoughts were the first time I played it, because I didn't completely understand the modes and I didn't have enough time with it. But then once I played it at TDCon at the pinball tournament and uh, crushed it, like the game really started to like click. And that's when I was like, well, I'm selling turtles. I need to have this game in my basement. Did you have someone tell you about it or were you picking up on things or how'd that work? Uh, I had watched a few tutorial videos because I knew that uh, there was going to be one at 2DCon and I just knew that people were going to want to be playing it. Um, But yeah, no, I mean, a lot of it did kind of click though too because it's not like I'd watched it 30 minutes before I went and played or something like that. Like I'd watched it maybe a week before and I remembered like bits. And then as I played, I just kind of put more bits together. But the game does a good job of at least not having too many like flashing lit shots at the same time. Like when you pick a stone, all your shots are that color. So like as long as you're shooting those colored shots, you're doing damage. Now there can be more lucrative ways to defeating it quicker but for the most part it's just shoot that color lit shot which i think is pretty straightforward and then you were like well why are all these shots white and i'm like those are combo shots so like you just made a shot the ball was coming back if you'd made any one of those like lit clear or white shots you continue building like a, a combo but yeah no i i really 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 like that game yeah Yep. Uh, so I guess with that, um, we'll move down to the next game. Yeah, Godzilla Pro, and this had that down, 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 down. <laughs> the Stern Insider connected, so I, I was able to log in and get some badges. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of that whole process? It's a clusterfuck. <laughs> you. Ten out of ten, right? <laughs> oh, God, you can tell they have like a idea, but uh, I mean it's a half decent idea, uh, half decent. No, it's a good idea. They just imp- uh, yeah, implemented the launch horribly. Like there should be a Stern Pinball app so that I don't have to go logging into websites on my phone. Or taking screenshots of my QR code to then log into this dumb thing. It should be an app, and it should just be like, I open the app because I know it's a Stern Pinball, and then I scan it. So, until that happens, what the heck, that sucked. Yeah, it kind of sucked setting it up, too. Because, uh, like, you had to have a Stern Insider Connected account, but then, like, my phone kept wanting to open it with not my default browser when I was trying to open up QR codes to register the machine to my account. And that was like a whole other clusterfuck. But can I also say that they've botched their Stern Insider uh, completely already. So back when they announced their Stern Insider program, which was that like 20, whatever dollars a year, or you could have a free account and you got the podcast access. That login did not work for this. The Insider Connected. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's dumb. So now I have a Stern Insider and a Stern Insider Connected account. Like, what are you guys doing? It's kind of obvious that it almost seems like they 
subcontracted out the insider connected and the maybe the stern insider was just a other contractor or internally built and they just can't get those users to join the databases together to to use them it's just a cluster it was very irritating setting up the insider connected as a player because i had to make a whole new account and i've heard there's already problems with people who made accounts and put in the wrong information so they're trying to change it and they can't it's just and then even finding friends to follow is a cluster it was very hard to find though that inside the connected there's no app so on your phone like having to be on the website stupid that's not (sighs) ideal if this was the good not good this is a starting point i hope that they just make it better but i get the idea it's a good idea and it'll make them money and it kind of keeps the players loyal on route because they get stuff but they can get stuff like if i play a bunch of games and i do the same stuff i'm getting the same badges it's like whatever they don't do a good job of like trying to guide you toward badges you should get no but that that's gonna come later i mean i don't doubt it because so we so expo just happened it's tonight's halloween expo just happened and they had two badges only for Expo. They had Expo 2021 and then play Godzilla or something at Expo or something. So they had very specific badges there, which is another thing. Like, we potentially would never get them. So if you're a badge hunter, like 100%ing, then that would have been something you'd have to go do. So yep. I could see it being better later. So... Now on to the to the meat and potatoes, though. So I mean, obviously the insider you didn't like, but what'd you think of Godzilla? Uh, so like Star Trek, I have watched Godzilla. I know Godzilla. I enjoy Godzilla, but I'm not like a hyper fan. Like I have no idea who the bad guys are. But and it was really good. It was <laughs> really good game. I think I, you were even like, I might have to get one of these. <laughs> I had a hard time not trying to play it more than everything else. Um, I had to pull you off of it, actually. Yeah, we had... <clears throat> sorry. You had to pull me off to move to the next game, because I kind of kept pressing start. <laughs> uh, the lower playfield, or I should say the sides of the middle of the playfield look like... They look way different than what you're used to, and it doesn't seem like it's going to flow, but holy guacamole. That game has some crazy flowing more than Avengers. You can tell it's almost like a sequel to Avengers, where on Avengers, he tried some things, like, for instance, the orbit the orbit on the right that turns into a ramp. Like, that is on Godzilla. It's just on the opposite side, but it flows very nice. Uh, you can, So you can tell that he progressed into this. And there are some very hard shots, but everything seems doable. But Godzilla seems uh, easier to pick up and play, maybe? Um, than Avengers? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. But it flows more, so it feels like it drains more. I don't know. It, it, and it's not in a bad way. It's just different. But that was a very fun game. I could see both of them being perfect for the home because uh, of being able to get deep into the code. Now Godzilla, after I played I must have put over 10 games on it. 
but Easily. I got yeah, I I got the same stuff over and over, but I think I wasn't trying to get to other places. Like there was at one point where I, toward the end I was trying to get the bridge destroyed in the bridge multi ball. And um also I was going for the tank shots. But the problem with that is that you start other stuff and you drain a lot because you're hitting stupid things or like I'm a bad player, so I'm just hitting random crap and it's freaking going down the drain. But I did <laughs> blow up the game at what like randomly at one point I blew the game up and I had no idea what I was doing but dang it was great it's one of the good feelings is that when the game when your ball's over and it's uh like end of the game and it's going through all your achievements like your the little badges you got it feels kind of good when you get a bunch of them <laughs> um like I said, they need to do a better job at telling you what you should go for next, like what you've already gotten and what you should try for next. Because that's that whole like, hey, put another dollar in and try to go for these badges that you don't have. And here's how you do it. Now, right. like you said, they're probably going to do that because why not? It's more money for route. But yeah, it was great. Um, I I don't I think your code's on dot eight, so it's still a lot to go. But you got pretty darn far. Like, um, it was in, is very enjoyable battling the different monsters. And I never made it past like I think I fought two. You you were like on to stage two or whatever they call that. Yeah. No, I mean it, the thing that I like the most about the monsters is they're they they're very different. Like Ebera, which is like the crab lobster monster, like. <laughs> you have to shoot the spinners and there's three spinners in the game and, and, they, you, and you have, have to, to get crank them, all of them a certain amount yeah a certain number of spins so you can't just like barely hit it and collect it you have to like uh, you, you like average 15 spins a spinner you kind of said yeah so like you can if you if you get one good shot on either one of the side spinners like that one's collected but if you don't get a clean shot through it you're not going to get enough spins and you're going to have to go back for a second shot. And then the center shot is what? 40 spins. I think I just have it on default uh, settings for difficulty, you know, whatever the game ships with. And then, uh, then you got to shoot the pop bumper to complete the mode, which feels very reminiscent to like TNA where, you know, after you overheat the reactor, you then have to generally go for the most dangerous shots in the game to try to blow the reactor up. So I liked that a lot. Um, some of the other modes, I think Geigen, you just ramp out and uh, combo ramps earn more. I think it's a progressively more system. And Geigen doesn't have like a cool finisher, like after you've shot, you know, I think it's eight ramps or seven ramps. You know, you got to make some other weird shot. I think that one just closes out. Uh, I haven't yet figured out um, Mega. I forget his name. There's two other monsters. Um, and was it Tyrannosaurus or something like that? Uh, I haven't figured his out completely. That one I'm kind of stuck on him. It says like shoot the power lines and then there's some other weird shots that are lit and I've shot them, but then when I've drained out of the mode and went back to like start it again, it wasn't displaying that I had really completed as many like shots or progress. So that one I'm not as sure about. Um, but yeah, you did get to see that. And 
Um, I mean, shoot, you got to feel that that flow. I mean, that upper flipper shot through that orbit feels great on that upper orbit shot. Some of those are too fast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The upper right ramp is hittable from like two flippers, right? Yeah, I think you can hit that from both. Well, no, you really got to make it from the left ramp. I don't think you can backhand it. I don't think the geometry is there. But maybe you can, but it's a really bad shot to backhand and miss because then the the ball just immediately runs for that like left out lane. And those are the kind of shots are, that I go for. Out lanes are big <laughs> on uh, Godzilla. Uh, I'm pretty sure yours were set to all the way up. Like, hey, screw you. No, they. I think they whatever oh, that they was on Elvira. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Elvira was all the way. We'll get to that game. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it a lot. Like, I want to play it again. I was going to tell my bar guy to cancel his Mando and try to get that game instead because it's just... I have only played a little bit of Mando, and it's okay. It's it's a good game, but this was memorable. Dude, Godzilla's fucking amazing. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. It's probably like Avengers is great. It's literally what made me sell a dream theme pin to want to get Avengers into the basement. But I think Godzilla's better and they're both like seriously amazing games. I, well, I think I like a Godzilla better because I like it, the theme more. And then I think it flows. If obviously it flows different. And it doesn't have that pregnant ramp that looks like shit. I really like the pregnant ramp. I mean, it's cool. It any flicker. But I think it looks it looks stupid. Okay. Okay. It just looks so dumb. It's so well, big. It has to be there. I know, but it just <laughs> looks so big. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so I'm excited to play Godzilla again. I've already sent you a bunch of mods to get because uh, I got nothing to do you know, on the internet. Oh, so I already have the interactive Godzilla Lure Mods mod installed, and that looks great. I've ordered the Lure Mods um, Light Up Mechazilla mod replacement with uh, Interactive Flasher. And then I've already been put on the waiting list for TDs or TDDs or something like that is his name. Uh, he's doing a Powerline mod that just looks fucking amazing. Uh, that I'm going to throw in it as well. But those are like the three mods that right now I really want. And then you're supposed to bring me mirror blades for it. And I think that's going to make it pop too. I forgot. I forgot to bring those. I know. (laughs) I know. Someday. One day. One day you'll have some mirror blades. So, I mean, uh, what did you think of the art of Godzilla? Did you you like the art? I think the art was good. I I will agree that with some people that Godzilla looks a little funny. Like like the whole I guess we'll say it, the watermelon like look. Watermelon. It's like yeah. Look, yeah. excuse me. His whole skin in general is like meh. But it Jeepers, excuse me. But uh the art's great. I think it's pretty uh tied into how it uh should look. I don't know. I mean it's based off this old T V series. So and that was live action, but like Mothra's down there. It's like all these 
bad guys. It's Godzilla kicking ass and taking names. It yeah, how'd good. you like how'd you like the ball save lights as Mothra's eyes? I I think that I think we said it before, I think that was smart based on uh for Jeremy to do that. Cause I've actually had was it that game that saved me like six times in a row? Yes. Or was it Avengers? <laughs> uh wait. No, it was Avengers because Captain America kept saving me again on the left outlane or something. I was just like, cheapers six times in a row. It wasn't that many. It was more like four, but it's like two, but it was still a, a bunch. Um, that right scoop though, when you need to hit it, is such a bitch. But yes. having the pop bumper be a well needed shot, like on TNA, is fun. I like it. Because you can hit it in the middle to upper side, so it's not really dangerous, because it'll bounce up or to the left. But it definitely is, like, scary. It adds a lot of... You gotta be fucking careful, because if that ball is bouncing around between, like, the out lane and the in lane on the left side, right around that pop bumper... (laughs) Yeah. That motherfucker will like pop it straight down the drain if you're not lucky. Like you oh, yeah. have to be very gentle uh, with with your nudging on that game, or you're just gonna nudge it too much. The ball's gonna pop up, hit the pop, and it's probably just gonna throw it straight down the out lane. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the skill shot is hard. Like getting it across the playfield into that left orbity thing is not yep. as easy as you think. And I think if you hit it another combo-y place, it's even a, another skill shot? There could be. I, it wouldn't surprise me if, if Keith has more than one secret Six. skill shot. I mean, Iron Maiden had a bunch of them. So. Yeah, so, I mean, that was that was my goal, was to, like, get it there to the left flipper and then hit the spinner. Because it's just... The game, that game, Godzilla and Avengers Infinity Quest, both can combo like a motherfucker. You can combo... And I just enjoyed comboing. Now, I didn't do anything. Like, maybe I made 10 points. But it just feels good to have this flow just flowing. It just feels good. It's like you're just hitting these shots. It's comboing. I might not be doing anything or starting a mode or completing anything. But it just feels good. It just feels good to just be hitting these shots. It makes you feel like, for me, as a newbie, it makes me feel like I'm a god. Just like, look at me, Ryan. I'm comboing on your game. I've never seen you do this. That's what it made me feel like. I was like, copy this, Ryan. Look at all this stuff I'm doing. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. It's true. It does make you feel really good when you can get some combo shots off on Godzilla. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. So, totally recommend, totally recommend it to play it on route. Go try it. Go buy it, even. I mean, yeah. fuck well, you were like, I think I want to buy one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a nice one. I, it would if I had it on route close. I obviously would just go play it a lot. Yeah, pump a twenty in there. <laughs> just what what you're doing for the next couple hours. Which is why I'm gonna try to get Mike to get his operator, whatever to <laughs> go don't go drum one up. Uh. Yeah. Should we move on to the next game? Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I kind of gave it away at the beginning of this, but I said let's 
do we want to talk about the worst game or not? <laughs> so, and there's only one game left here. <clears throat> Elvira House of Horrors. Spooky. Okay. I am warm on Elvira and the Party Monsters. I am red hot on Scared Stiff. I love that game. My wife likes the game. It's a great game. It's a great game for me because I suck at pinball. So like like Monster Bash, I'm not going to get to the end every time I play it. And when I do, I feel good. But it's funny. It's fun. It's great. So when House of Horrors came out, I was excited. And at the time it was announced, I was like, oh, I'm selling all my games. I'm getting three of them. I'm getting all three. I'm going to have this Elvira collection. But then... uh Ever since the announcement and the reveal, I'm not, like, I enjoy watching crappy old scary movies. Like, that's fun for me. I'm not, it's not my life. I'm not obsessed with it. But I'll totally watch crappy movies. I don't know really any of the movies that are in this. And I, the only time I played Elvira was at the Pinball Museum. Right? No, what's it called? What's the one in Las Vegas? The Pinball Hall of Fame. Yep, Pinball Hall of Fame. And when it's there, like you can't hear much because everything else is cranked up. And uh, I got, I don't know, I got a handful of games on it, but I just, it was super early code. Didn't really know what I was doing. Whatever. It seemed fun. But at your house, and we actually played, I, I played well over 10 times. And you told me what to do. It, it doesn't, I, I don't like it. It does not feel like Elvira. It feels like there's no soul to the game, is what I've been telling people. It, Elvira is just a guest. But the game itself is packed with stuff. But I just don't like the game. Like, it's not put together. Like the code. Um, The I mean, way that it's... they implemented it. Like, yeah. I... I don't want Elvira as a guest. I want it to be about her. So, and I know they probably don't want to do a Scared Stiff 2, because it's like, well, we've done that. But I could care less. There's there's nothing to care about when you play the game. Like, what do I care about? She she pops up, says some, some line, and then it's a bunch of movie stuff. And the the only thing that really excited was exciting when you started something was the wild women. Was that what it's called? The wild women multiball. Yep. Where like it did stuff. It was like exciting. She talked and it was like, okay, let's go. I mean, the shots are pretty good. The mechs are all there. Um, the, the head mode that cut, that's boring. Cause you only hit that. It's like, they don't make you shoot anywhere else. They just, just shoot the deadheads. Yeah. Yep. Oh, you want to do more deadhead? Just keep shooting the deadhead shot. It's like, eh, this is kind of boring. But otherwise, there's like hidden shots. There's the the house is crazy mecked out. Hidden locks, the trunk lock or the coffin lock. It's drunk in the trunk. Yeah. yeah. The game had potential. It just didn't get there for me. And I personally have no idea how people are nuts about this game because I asked people. Hey, does it have innuendos in it? Because, like, that's Scared Stiff, right? Like, that's the whole point of Scared Stiff. And everybody said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a ton. Uh, yeah, there's, like, none. 
there's potentially one about a back door. That's it. And when I looked up, because me and you were both talking, like, oh, maybe there's an adult mode we got to turn on. So I asked in the pin side Elvira thread, and it sounds like there was a code update that took out a bunch. And they were thinking about adding an or it was rumored they were going to be adding an adult mode. And they haven't. And it's been over a year. So to me, that game sucks. Don't I don't get why people like it. Yeah, I I got Elvira after I sold Ghostbusters because it at the time just seemed like a it was hyped up, man. Like in your shoes, I would have done it. Everybody told me it was amazing. I hadn't really played like a ton. And the little bits that I did was like on super early, just launch code. So, you know, it, it, it just made sense like financially for me to try to pick up an Elvira. I had a good friend, uh, Bill over at Fargo pinball, uh, you know, me and him had been talking and he said he has this Elvira he needed to sell. And uh, so I bought it. And um, I mean, the game plays the way that it's supposed to. uh, But I agree with Parnell. I just there's something missing for me personally. And I think for Parnell as well. Like I could also see the argument being made that if you're a family person that uh, has kids at home, and you want an Elvira pin, but maybe you don't want some of the looter callouts from like Scared Stiff. I could definitely see this game being like a win in in that scenario, right? Or maybe you just don't necessarily need to hear the super lewd callouts, but like the like dad joke lewd kind of stuff is is really what you're looking for. Like then this game's perfect for you. But me personally, I was looking for a bit more. But I also have a Rick and Morty, so I guess expectations, I should have set them differently, but that's kind of where I was at with it. And um, yeah, it's it's not it's not it's not a, a fun game for me. I love the mechs. I love some of the shots. They feel great. They there's a ton of different stuff to do. I mean, this is Lyman's last game at Stern before he left to go to Chicago Gaming. So, I mean, it makes sense, but uh, for for me, it does not. If they rethemed it, it could be an amazing... Or they could, they could even recode some of the game. Because, like, there's so many mechs in there. And I showed you a picture of what someone said the prototype was. Mm-hmm. And it looked really neat. Like, the prototype looked really cool. Um... But I don't think it was, like, game-changing by any means. They really just took out a couple, like, fun, mech kind of stuff that really didn't affect gameplay. Right. There was, like, the left ramp was supposed to have, like, a white water dip, so it jumped. And then there was a spinner in the bottom of the apron or something? Like, a, like the scared stiff spinner would be in your apron. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it just has no soul. It just does not. It's not an Elvira game. It's it's a game with Elvira in it, randomly. It's mm-hmm. whatever. But yeah, so it is. I was disappointed. I was extremely disappointed. Yeah, Chelsea also kind of feels the same way. It's not uh, her favorite game either. So, and not to beat a, a dead horse, but like I don't get the hype behind it. And now that people have played, like. 
are people hyping it because they fucking dropped so much money on it? Or are people hyping it because they haven't played it yet? But, like, I don't get it. I definitely don't get it now. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure either. I mean, everybody's allowed to enjoy their own thing, and I'm sure yeah. people are going to go play Avengers and Godzilla and just, like, fucking hate it. So, like, oh, maybe. I mean, you know, it just kind of, it is what it is. But personally, uh, I don't like Elvira, and I know you don't either, Parnell. And that actually segues into our next quick little topic here. Uh, tomorrow, Elvira should be getting confirmation that she's leaving our basement. Already. <laughs> <laughs> this is the funniest. This is so funny. So I play it. Ryan asks me. I give him my feedback. On my way home, I call Ryan. He's like, I'm listening to for sale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, She's going to win the shortest pin in my house. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, what a... Looks so good. She looks so nice, but... It I does. Had, I, I mean, I, I love the art. I love the, the toys and the mechs. The, the house is super cool. Yeah, I mean... There's a ton of stuff to love on it, but mm-mm, mm-mm. um. So when that sells, do you have any public plans for what's yes. next? <laughs> There's no <laughs> holding back with Ryan here. No, no. Um. So, I mean, as I said before, uh, I mean, I guess something could happen. Uh, but it sounds like the next pin to come into the basement is uh going to be a pinball brothers alien i have my reservations but really i do too it only comes down to like reliability of the game right i don't well supposedly i was reading this person's actual discussion in the pinball brothers like official owners Mm -hmm. inside group and uh they did work through some problems but they have all the updated stuff that's been sent out up to this point. Uh, And supposedly from what I was reading from everyone else, the game is more or less bulletproof. Now Uh, there were a few things that definitely needed to be changed and fixed. And it sounds like their QC is still not perfect. Uh, Like some reading, some stuff. It sounds like there's been like some ferrite, filters not being put on data cables to a couple different things in in different individual scenarios um but overall from what i've read is once you get like the upgraded drop targets and the upgraded stand-up targets and upgraded flippers those are like the three big ones uh and then code but they've been supposedly working on code actually pretty i think there's like three secret versions that if you're having issues and you contact their support they'll send you but then there's also like four publicly available versions of it that they're continuing to work through and monitor so supposedly they're doing a good job and i think i read the next batch is uh supposed to be in new york on the 11th of this month uh which means coin is going to have it optimistically on the 15th of this month so there'll be some alien owners um around thanksgiving time getting their 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 brand new inbox aliens um but supposedly those are already shipping with all of the updates mm. that these 
owners up to this point have kind of been the guinea pigs or beta testers for. Uh, and supposedly in the next like week or two, they're dropping a, another like really big update. So going from like version two to version three, and then I'm sure they will continue to have, you know, 3.2 or 3.2 A, B, C, D, you know, E, F, G kind of situations. Because <laughs> I think right now they're on like version 2.2 and most people are on 2.2 D, but then there's some people that are on 2.2 E or F or G. Uh, and then the EFGs are like the beta testers slash reserved for uh, like troubleshooters and stuff. But from what I've been reading, uh, it sounds like they've gotten their shit figured out mostly with the mechs that they were having issues with. And they're sending the owners the parts as soon as they get them. So th like <clears throat> I was reading a bunch of owners. Uh, they did. They weren't even necessarily having problems. But Pinball Brothers just preemptively sent them all the updates. So, like, they send you a Cliffy. They send, they'll send you, like, whatever the game doesn't have that it needs uh, that they've, like, updated. They just send that stuff to you at no charge. So that's kind of cool. That's actually pretty nice because, like, at Stern, when I needed a couple TSB, you know, parts where they, they knew it was a problem. They don't do anything like right. A lot of them aren't even public. I had only heard about them because someone else posted it on the forum and I reached out and asked about it. And they're like, oh, yeah, you need this kit number. I'm like, what? Why can't this be known? Known like, right. They don't want it's like they don't want to ship a fix out like that post that kept uh, unscrewing on Jurassic Park that chipped the playfield. It chipped the playfield. I retightened it multiple times with Loctite and it still came undone. And finally they did the washer with a whole new T nut and a real lock, but it was too late. Like it's already, you know, kind of mangled up. Right. So I thought it was pretty cool to see that not only do they publish. Yeah. Uh, and talk and about it in the forums, but they just send you the updates as soon as they have out? them. That's yep. And whole, I know it, it if they become a big company, it will be hard to keep track. But at the moment, they really need to do, like, if their game is having issues they and they are going to continue, that customer care and quality is going to be very good for them to continue and make people happy that they will buy the next game. Because they're like, oh, well, I got taken care of so nice. Like, even though my game broke a bunch. It's like multimorphic. If your game shows up, and it breaks a bunch, but it's under warranty, and they help you super quick, and the community is super friendly. Like, you're gonna go buy more because they keep they take they, they take care of you. They are super friendly. Everything's fast. It's like it's great. Everybody knows in pinball that it's gonna break, but right. when you're taken care of quickly, that's that's another level. Yeah, I mean it is, and you know kudos to them for being like on top of their shit right so i mean obviously it's pretty easy right now because i think there's only like 50 <laughs> or like 70 aliens in the united states right now so i mean it's probably pretty easy for them right now to be like oops uh you know when they start getting 300 or 500 or more aliens i could see that being more difficult for them to potentially keep track of but yeah i 
I feel pretty good about it. So um, tomorrow, as long as Elvira's a uh, buyer who will remain anonymous, uh, pays me tomorrow, uh, I am getting an alien, which is pretty fucking exciting. That's there's not too many in Minnesota. No, there's not. So it'll be fun. I'm not getting the apron mod though. <laughs> Jesus. But uh yeah, so that's my basement update. Uh a lot of shit's been changing around. Do you um, think if you get alien, are you gonna kinda keep it for a little bit? Like yeah. the game room the same the, the game room, not just alien. Because I know alien's one of your big themes. Yeah, so I mean me and Chelsea both really, really, really love horror themes and we love um the alien franchise like a shit ton uh i think one of her first big paintings she made for us me was of a xenomorph so for us i mean this could be like a potentially stays forever just based on theme and the fact that you know you get so many amazing like bill paxton call outs you get uh, obviously that timeless classic like screeching of the aliens uh, in the different modes like when you shoot the stand-ups and uh, start the different multi-balls so i think it it's a game that we're both really excited about we wanted to buy one sooner but we're really scared off by the uh the very very dim gameplay uh, of the play field, I guess itself, but then also we were scared off by the machine breaking constantly. So I'm pretty excited for this machine though, because I also found out through reading that you can adjust the GI uh, and make it like a lot brighter because it ships, I think, uh, at like setting five out of 10 or 12. What? Yeah. Why would so- they do that? I don't know, but I, from what I understand, I saw some pictures of people like turning it up to like seven or eight and it makes like a world of difference. They're like, I can now play this game in a dimly lit room and like, I don't have to strain my eyes. So do you think you're still going to get stadiums for it? No, I've heard a lot of people actually talk about, uh, it makes the game play like, look like shit. A little bit because it's supposed to be mm, supposed a to be little dark. creepy because it's alien right i mean it's a horror theme so I, I don't know i mean i may change my tune after i get it um you know but i was really excited to hear that you could adjust the gi because that's not something that i think anyone knew when i was looking at buying it the first time and i definitely didn't think that there was that much adjustability to where it would like really make a difference um, cause I think Stern's all ship with like their GI already cranked. So like my thought process was, is when I went and played the one that was super dark, it was like, Oh cool. So it's just fucking like pitch black all over the play field. And I can barely see the like upper right flipper at all during gameplay in a less than ideal lit, you know, like bar. So that was pretty exciting to hear all that different, uh, those different updates and the fact that they seem to have their shit together now and it should be all code related stuff for the most part moving forward. And they did bulletproof. I think the mech for the alien now, 
I guess the highway version, uh, they shipped the mech with uh, plastic gears that would strip really easily. Uh, but this new mech is metal gears. It's louder, but it doesn't strip gears. I guess uh, I we'll see what you think after you have it for a few weeks. Yeah. And I'm excited to play. I've never actually played one or seen one. So I'm pretty excited to get mine. Yeah. <laughs> I did say that maybe we could add the um, beacons for you. I would like to get beacons for it hooked up somehow. It sounds like there's already people working on it. They've got like some breadboards that they're currently working in like a breakout f- format to try to see if they can get because it only something working initiated in a certain mode right so they it sounds like they were thinking of trying to have it initiate during multi-balls which would be fine with me Mm, that'd be fun um so that would be cool um if we could get beacons on it at some point uh you sent me an apron mod which is gorgeous uh but it's 750 fucking dollars and that's a lot of money <laughs> for a mod that doesn't interact with gameplay at all. Like if I could spend $750 and get like another screen in the play field or something like the OG one more or less, like, yeah, I think that would potentially justify that cost. I think it's just a lot of hand sculpting work, I guess, but fuck. Like I told you, Me. if if this was like a keeper forever, it would make sense. Yeah, and it might be. I mean, I guess I'm I'm hesitant to spend that much money on it right now because I've only gotten to play one once. For yeah. Like two oh games. yeah. I mean, I would totally wait to see what you think about it. But I'm tentatively very excited because this is like a dream theme for us, and we talked about that last time. I was considering buying this mm-hmm. when I ultimately ended up going Rick and Morty instead. Like this theme is me and Chelsea. So we'll see, but I am very excited either way. That's going to be sweet. Cause like there's only a handful uh, in Minnesota, potentially there's only a bunch in the U S so you'll be one of the early adapters, but luckily people have uh, already taken the hit and tried to figure out how to fix the game. Yeah. I mean, and I guess, The other cool kind of bragging point is uh, I have some pretty uncommon games in my basement. I mean, not completely. Obviously, Godzilla Pro and Avengers Pro and Star Trek Pro, uh, maybe not in that condition. But like those games, you'll you'll probably see them a lot. But like a TNA, a Rick and Morty, a P3, and now, you know, Alien, like, those are four games that you're probably not going to find in too many collections, which is pretty rad. I, I kind of like that. I mean, it's kind of like car stuff. Sometimes if a game, not that I'm not saying your games suck, but like sometimes if the game sucks, but it's unique, it's something to keep. But to have multiple unique games that are highly sought after now, I mean, that has to be nice. Because I guess part of it is you're toward the city, so you can always go play the the new fancy games on route, but you're right. going to have those in u- unique games back at home. And it's nice that they're also really good games. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I do love the collection that I have in the basement right now. And so what do you sell next? <laughs> mm. Star Trek. <laughs> if somebody offered me some crazy, 
crazy deal for a Star Trek. Like, I'd love to hear it, but they'd have to lose their pants for me to want to get rid of it right now. Because I do really like that game. Yeah. I could see you maybe throwing up Avengers because Godzilla and Avengers are similar-ish. But I think it might be a while because the code's so deep that you'll have a They're so different, I guess, the code... The code-wise, they're, they're oh, very yeah. different. And I guess that's like the one saving grace, is they aren't the same shots. Uh, there are similarities, because the designer's just always going to have similarities. But the the way that you play the game is very different in between the two. And I, I do, I am very thankful for that, because otherwise it would have been a little hollow. But yeah, I mean, Avengers might go up for sale one day before Star Trek or up for trade, but I'm really loving everything in the basement other than Elvira. She can get the fuck out. <laughs> Man, so angry. At her, yeah. She's kind of a disappointment for me, for sure. But Dang, what dude. About, uh, you, well, you got an update, too, though. We got to talk about it at least for a minute before we call the podcast over. I got a monster bash. Well, no, we knew that. <laughs> I got uh, a couple things. I got a bunch of mods for Monster Bash. And over the course of the last week or two, I've been playing like every day. Like, I'm really having fun. And it's the same, right? Like, Well, no, but do you see what I was getting at, though? When, before you had sold all your games, I was like, you're not finding time to go downstairs. Like, oh, you're finding time yeah. right now to go play Monster Bash. Yes, it yeah, and I, I don't turn anything else on. I just turn that game on. What and, do you think of those uh, Tesla mods? Uh, my wife even likes them. So yeah, they look great. Yes, they do. Um, what else did they put in? I'm trying to think. Uh, the 3D printed uh like table for Frankenstein. Oh, which they paint and stuff. So like the front, it doesn't look 3D printed. It looks 3D printed on the back, but you double sided stick that to the metal. And it looks like wood. It looks great. Um, I have the plasma disc. I have something else, but I can't remember what it is. We bought parts for the topper, too. Mm-hmm. But there's another mod. Oh, my God. I can't remember. Plastic protectors? Nope. I got to get those. Dang. But it's super fun. I just... The callouts... I definitely think they could have recorded twice the callouts and just rotated them. <laughs> Yep. Like, Wolfman has three or four callouts, and they rotate it every time, but, like, every game you're going to hear, I'm scared of the moon, which isn't bad. I think it's fun and funny, and, like, I I say it to my daughter all the time, so she she always says it, and she tells everybody about it, but it, you could definitely see that they, it would have been nice if they recorded more callouts. Um, I don't know what pps cgc is gonna do because they were talking about doing more code like that might be a hard one because it's licensed but i could see the unlicensed stuff being easy to make more stuff for like rules and stuff yeah um but i'm really having fun like it's hard for me i've i've gotten mosh pit multi-ball twice um i've collected most of the monsters a handful of times but i've never gotten like the monster bash so like super hard. Me and my wife played the other night for four four games or so together. Like we like she beat me a bunch of them where it's like 5 or 6000 point or million or whatever. 
five or six million, and I just because I try to focus on something, right? I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get monster or mash pit, mosh pit, multi ball this game, and I don't do it. I could just break everything, and she just one one game she blew up Frankenstein multi ball and just roasted me. So it's pretty fun. Yeah, so I'm glad she's enjoying it, um, and it's family friendly. My my kids don't really play it, but like Friday, Friday I was home with the kids because we didn't have daycare. I took my son downstairs and uh, just threw him on the chair in front, and we played. And he just kind of he was cool with it. Usually he like gets sick of it, but he was cool. He watched me play a couple games, and then he then he got fussy, and then we went upstairs. But yeah, I'm totally digging it. I just I missed the topper. <laughs> yeah, I know you do. And uh, it's fun that the topper has like lights, so it like lights up your room around it when you have your lights down in the right. room. You just um, get a neon sign and do the same thing. <laughs> no. Uh, so Friday was also Expo. Yes, it was. It was also CGC's thing at 3 p.m. Central. And I was there at 3 p.m. and nothing was happening because <laughs> Ryan White from CGC was late. But CGC has officially revealed Cactus Canyon pricing, features, gameplay. The game was available to play all weekend. And I'm on the LE list already. And at 99.5 or 99 to 59s, sure, I'm getting an LE. I'm going to do it. Hell yeah, especially for the price. I think, uh, I, I mean, I think I told you earlier today, like, even if I don't keep it, it was probably smart just to buy it, to sell it. Well, I mean, the only thing that I really see that's like a real drawback to the game and CGC is uh, the bullshit DLC. Yeah, they're not the first. They won't be the last. And I, I don't care about that. Like, I will buy a kit. That's fine. Um, so what's coming is Cactus Canyon, and I think they're calling it Extended or something, they're, or Complete. So they... Oh, uh, news update. You remember Eric Pripke, who made Cactus Canyon Continued? Yes. They did work out a deal with him. Oh. Yeah. Because I talked to him about it in the thread. And I was like, yeah. Someone asked about it. I was like, oh, those two couldn't come up with another thing. Eric had said, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I, then he came back, uh, no, they worked out a deal with me. And I was like, you son of a bitch. (laughs) So he, I'm pretty sure Eric and them had worked out a deal a long time ago and he was just denying it this entire time. It's very possible. Because Lyman had quit Stern a long time ago. And I think Lyman has been finishing the code and now is working on the extended code. Kit. They called it a kit. So, okay, so, okay, I'm going to start from the beginning. They reveal the Cactus Canyon, and the game will ship with, quote-unquote, complete code. So they talk to the original designer, developers, blah, 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 and they have completed a bunch of modes that weren't there in the game. They've added callouts. So the game code, in theory, based on the playfield and the original concept, is complete, which should satisfy... 90% 90% of the players that right. want the game. They added a topper. Uh, cool it's, inter- it's interactive, yeah. So Bart is up there and his arms spin with the gun, so he'll do, um, what, what do they call those things? The shootouts? And then um, 
There's also a mini game up there which people hyped and now feel let down. But what it is, from what I understand, is that there's you know four buildings up there and there's people in the building windows, and you do a, a like a showdown and you have to shoot people in the buildings, but not good people. And so there's like a you use the flipper buttons or something. So there's some sort of mini game up there. It doesn't seem like amazing, amazing, but it seems like a fun mini game. I mean, it's the most interactive topper in pinball. Yeah, because the mini game that was included with Jurassic Park from Stern was in the game. It wasn't in the topper. The topper just unlocked it. Right. Yep. So, so yeah. Say, like, so you're right. And it's got you know moving stuff. Like it's it's not just a piece of plastic or a piece of molded whatever. Mm-hmm. Like not only is it interactive, but it has a like an actual mini game in the topper itself. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's pretty rad. That's pretty cool. And then. On the Ellie, the apron is has like a piece of wood on top with the guns on it and the bullets and I told you that apron was gonna be cool. It and then the yeah, the Ellie kind of plaque is this like belt buckle. I mean it's pretty neat. And then the Ellie gets a mine cart sculpt on the mine and the train tracks under the rails of the train ramp. Yep. The SC gets pretty much everything. But it's missing the minecart. It's missing the railroad tracks. And the apron is just the metal apron. It's not the wood one. But it has the same sculpts, the same metal train, and no topper. Same color GI. And they didn't say they were making a classic today. They didn't. I don't know if the question was asked. But to me, because of all the upgraded sculpts, they might have been skipping the classic. And I would also bet that the classics did not sell as well, even though there's like two people that want them. Right. Because there has been one guy who was in the Monster Bash thread who had a special edition and bought a classic edition um, speaker panel because he wanted the original screen. Blows my mind, but okay. And he turned his color-changing GI off to so it's just white. So he pretty much reverted to a classic. Which, hey, I mean, that's cool you can do that. Because you can change all the GI shenanigans on, mm-hmm. on the game. I'm pretty excited. I've been playing it on the iPad a bunch, Cactus Canyon. And I think it's funny. I think it's fun. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm using, what was it, the Pinball Arcade's... Uh, menu system has like a instructions and how to do this and how to do that. I've been reading and learning how to play the game, like how to get to high noon and how to like, I didn't know how to beat the poly when the train's moving. You're supposed to save poly. I had no idea how to beat that. So like, I've been learning how to complete stuff and just like monster bash or medieval or attack, everything's three shots, but it's fine. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I mean, it's very Lyman's code, Yeah, but that's not a bad thing. No. However, today, when I was looking at the play field, all I could hear in the back of my head was, you have all these fan layouts. (laughs) (laughs) And sure enough, I'm like, oh, God, they're all fan. Like, the three CGCs are just fanny layouts. Now, they don't all shoot the same, but they're all similar. 
Well, and Metallica's a family out too. I think you're gonna have to swap that out for Godzilla. No, my wife won't let me. But it's not about the layouts. It's about how fun they are. Yep, that's true. As long as it's fun and my family enjoys it. And my wife did say her dad, she's like, I bet you my dad will love this game. So I'm excited. I'll put the deposit down. I don't think the Ellie's will ship soon. I think they're going to be a a little bit out. Uh, They might ship them first. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see, I guess. We don't really know, do we? But yeah, it's exciting. Uh, Otherwise, it was cheaper than we expected. And so I I I was projecting it to be like closer to 11. Yeah, me and you definitely were at 10 to 11. Yep. Um, And since it is cheaper, I am potentially going to be able to get... I purchased a bunch of extra stuff like mod moddy things because I was like, oh, I have all this extra money. But <laughs> I will be potentially able to buy the next P3 game plus a Cosmic Cart. So that's also sweet because that's a lot of games for the money now. Like I sold three, but I'm getting like six. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I'm super excited for you, for sure. Well, yeah, I mean... I think your wife said earlier, if if I get Cosmic Cart, we can play online. Yes, we can. I don't know how much I want to, because I'm just, I'm just going to hear the sorcerer making fun of me. I mean, potentially. <laughs> but we'll be in Discord. Like, we can be playing with uh, oh, we play Kevin, Kevin Malone and Jerry and you know, Ke- a whole bunch. Ke- Ken Malone? <laughs> yeah, Ken Malone. <laughs> Kevin over at Buffalo Pinball. Uh, it's just an inside joke. I mispronounced his name once, and now I just can't let it go. So, uh, love you, Kevin. <laughs> and there's been a bunch of new owners popping up at P3 stuff, so it's an exciting time to be in P3. Well, yeah, and uh, I think I can talk about it now, but uh, we're going to have a P3 on route in uh, North Dakota here soon, which is pretty exciting for the midwest as a whole because i think they're getting heist initially but uh from what i've understood as soon as the new theme gets announced they're gonna be buying that too yeah so so who is that that's fargo pinball yep that's bill at fargo pinball sweet yeah i don't when i when when you were looking to buy it i think i looked up and the closest one was like in ohio or so it was super far away yeah it was like 10 or 12 hours i think for the closest p3 and so how far is it to fargo pinball uh from my house it's three hours and 42 minutes okay so like no traffic about four hours (laughs) that's not bad i mean no and and bill i think you've talked to him he got to play he was at expo yep so he finally got to play it, the heist, right? He did, yeah. That was yeah. the first time. I mean, shit, that was, I think, the first time anyone that wasn't a 2D con and anyone that didn't just buy the heist got to play the heist oh, at an point. expo. Because so. Tommy Skinner, who runs, oh, crap, a podcast with Taylor, he also has ordered a P3, and he hasn't played it yet. He got to play it at expo, too. So that's... Uh, it's pretty exciting. Jerry, I hope, had a good expo. I'm sure he did. They only had two games. They didn't announce anything. I've been, I was on this train of like every month now, they've been releasing something new on the 20 something. It's probably and, uh, all the multimorphic uh, employees 
getting back to Jerry and they're like, Hey, they're figuring us out. We got to change it up. <laughs> wait, wait one more week. <laughs> yep. Throw Parnell's logic out the window. So uh, we aren't predictable. <laughs> and I feel like Jerry just trolls me. Cause he said something else where like, Oh, if Parnell actually was in the SDK, he might be able to figure out the next game. And I'm like, this is bullshit. He's <laughs> just saying that. So I, <laughs> So I make a game. Yeah, it's just um, like when Scott Denisi told you that the next game release was uh, <laughs> inside your your P3, like underneath the toys and the mechs. And you're like, am I going to have to go take apart my, my P3? And I was like, absolutely. Absolutely, you should. I did. I did take it apart. <laughs> and he's an effing liar. <laughs> uh, nope. Um. But- I think that's about it. We, we got through everything we wanted to talk about. Yeah, that was the updates. Just the, the gameplay and just the gameplay updates and updates on the basement. Next podcast, we'll be talking um, about some feedback that a listener Justin sent in. So that's going to be exciting. And uh, shit, we might have feedback not only of my alien arrival, but I mean, maybe Parnell will actually come down like the day it gets here or the day after it gets here and come play it. So we can talk about that too. How would crazy I, would that be? Why would I do that? Yeah. You can just drag your ass. <laughs> so in either mm. case, listeners, good morning. Good, good afternoon. Good evening. And good night, man. Thanks you just so go, much. you just go to town. Yep. You can reach us at flippin and mashing at gmail.com and find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash flipping and mashing at Gmail. Or not at Gmail. Oh my goodness. Flipping and mashing. Yep. And that's it, right? Find that's us it. in all the podcatching. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Until next time, listeners. Goodbye. Adios.